a future man of substance. My body violently lurched out of bed in response to a 4.45 a.m. alarm on my iPhone. I really didn't need it because I was already awake. In fact, I don't recall sleeping much at all that night because my mind decided it was a fine time to overstimulate an already tense body with fearful thoughts of what might go wrong. I did my best to suppress them, but failed miserably. At 5.30 a.m. sharp, we packed our bags into the car and hit the road. The drive was a total blur. By 7.30 a.m., I was escorted into a brightly lit and sterile room. I don't remember how many people were there, but it felt like a lot. They all looked busy and extremely focused on their own tasks. I glided past the entourage of personnel, sat down beside my beautiful wife, gently brushed a loose strand of hair from her brow, and kissed her forehead. Moments later, at 8.04 a.m., the doctor hoisted a tiny creature over the dividing cloth and said, Meet Samuel, your healthy little boy. He greeted us with a hearty cry, then proceeded to drip a huge glob of fluid directly onto his mother's face. A sign of immediate affection, no doubt. I would like to say I was stoic as I held my son for the first time, but that would be a lie. I unleashed what would equate to a Niagara Falls level outpouring of emotion. In other words, I wept like a little bitch. After a few moments of carrying on, my wife, obviously the real rock in the relationship, patted my head as if to say, Get your shit together. I'm the one who delivered him, remember? Eventually, the moment would overtake her as well, especially when the three of us cuddled together for the first time. To put it mildly, it was a very long and winding road for us to reach what was likely the most joyous moment of our lives. As we made our way to the recovery room, I gushed to my wife about how excited I was to show Samuel the timepiece I had purchased to celebrate his birth, a piece that was chosen with him in mind, an heirloom that would be handed down to him one day when he became the man of substance I hope he'll be. I'll spare you the fine details, but let's just say our pregnancy journey was difficult and extremely stressful. My wife was a champion throughout, but it really wasn't until the third trimester that we started feeling confident that things were heading in the right direction. In the final months leading up to D-Day, I decided to make a concerted effort to squeeze in a few I'm-free-to-do-whatever-I-want moments. I knew my days of impulsive weekend jet-setting were probably behind me, so I figured a last hurrah or two was in order. After a couple well-timed push presents, my wife was totally willing to indulge my self-serving ways. Several months earlier, I found myself catching up with Wise Watch, real name Bobby, on the topic of which watch I should purchase to commemorate my son's birth. Bobby's a very well-informed horology guy and one of the most sincere, kind-hearted people you'll ever meet. Yeah, he's Canadian, so that was probably a very stereotypical sentiment, but it had to be said just the same. We had become fast friends meeting up live at a couple of watch gatherings in Toronto a year or so prior. On this particular day, we bounced around a bunch of ideas and came up with a healthy shortlist of eight or so watches that I should consider. As our chat was about to conclude, he casually mentioned that he was in Miami with his family for an extended period of time. If I'm being honest, I kind of baited him into inviting me for a visit, which he did. So I booked a flight and landed in Florida a couple days later. We planned for a mandate the evening I arrived and promptly proceeded to slug back one delicious mojito after another. South Beach was ours. We chatted the night away about watches, our community, family, and life. It was fantastic. 
We capped the evening off with one final Mega Mojito each, which pretty much destroyed both of us. Probably me more so than Bobby. I don't remember much more after that, but I do remember how violently ill I got in the wee hours of the night back at the hotel. No bueno for sure. The next day, as expected, I battled a world-class hangover like you wouldn't believe. My entire skull throbbed for hours on end, and it didn't subside until the late afternoon, at which time I was able to gather enough strength to review the short list of watches we had put together. It was an amazing list. I went on to share it with a group chat of 30 or so watch nerds from all over the world to collect their thoughts. They offered their critiques and suggestions, which helped me whittle my list down a bit further, from 8 to 5. Progress. Rather than convalesce the day away, I made a call to get some fitness under my belt so I could expel the remaining rum from my system. I made my way to the beach and went for a run with Raven. If you've never heard of him, do some homework. I guarantee you his story will fascinate you. Robert Ravencraft is a South Beach legend who is known globally as the guy who maintains the ritual of running eight miles a day, every day, and has done so for 40 consecutive years. He's never missed a single day. Insanely, that is over 120,000 miles under his belt. People from all over the world, especially runners, often pilgrimage to meet him and join him for his daily workouts. About three years prior, I had made a journey to meet him because I found his dedication to be inspiring and mildly crazy. I came to learn that if you actually finish an entire run with him, which I did, he would bestow a random nickname upon you and never forget it. Well, after three years, I was about to put his memory to the test, and sure as shit, he referred to me as Acorn, which was the name he had given me because of the t-shirt I had worn for the first time we met. At 65 years old, this guy has a mind like a steel trap. While running with his crew of disciples, about a dozen or so that day, my mind wandered to my unborn son. I wondered what type of personality he would have. What blend of characteristics he would receive from my wife and me. But mostly I hoped that he'd be healthy and a happy boy. My thinking then switched to my short list of watches. As I reflected on the future, I was going to have a very long time before my little prince would actually wear whatever watch I got him. So the piece had to be iconic enough to stand the test of time. Just as I finished up the run, I had what I could only refer to as a moment of clarity. I mentally crossed off a few more watches and my list was now down to two. Next up in my final days of childless freedom was that of my watch fam friends who would later refer to as a Dachlorette party. The idea was to have a boys weekend to celebrate the fact that the pregnancy was finally going well. High-end libations and fine cigars would light up our night. And yes, those in attendance were all watch guys. I had met through Instagram, some of whom you've already met in earlier stories. Festivities would take place at my friend Eric's, a.k.a. The Hurricane, incredible bachelor pad in the Manhattan sky. Chris, a.k.a. Practical Watch, would make the journey from Connecticut. My dear friend PB and Watches, actual name Richard, flew in from Canada. And my friend Watches on Me, actual name Jeremy, joined from his local New York homestead. Both Richard and Jeremy are high-caliber individuals who are just a lot of fun to be around. PB, short for PB and Watches, is a brilliant watch photographer and even better person. His humor is legendary in the watch community, and he is very active in getting to know those who are part of it. Jeremy is a speak softly and carry a big stick kind of guy. He's got an incredible business mind. 
is a proud family man and always makes people around him feel welcome. The evening itself was probably a tad, shall we say, decadent and maybe even a bit excessive, but it was exactly what I was looking for. From my point of view, with the little one on the way, it was just a matter of time before my disposable income would be shredded to bits. So I decided to throw caution to the wind and embrace an indulgent weekend. The boys were more than happy to enable my flights of fancy. Dom Perignon, McAllen 25, Glenn Livet 25, amongst other goodies and a ridiculous stash of Cuban cigars, complemented an unforgettable evening with great friends. The euphoric evening of banter, booze, and camaraderie also helped me reach a decision on my shortlist dilemma. Picture a chic fellow with a touch of gangster swag, taking a deep puff of a Cohiba Bahiki cigar, and then slowly flashing a sinister grin. That's how I wistfully imagined I looked in the moment I declared which watch I wanted. In the weeks that followed, my wife and I visited a number of boutiques to try on a bunch of references in the metal. Ultimately, though, I knew I would end up working with my friend watchmaker guy, actual name Harry, to guide me through a deal. Harry is the head watchmaker at Manfredi Jewels in Greenwich, Connecticut. We had hung out in the past at watch events, and he was always a great source of knowledge for anything related to watches, not to mention a straight shooter. I thought I knew what I wanted until Harry recommended that I try on the Royal Oak Chronograph, black dial, in stainless steel, which was a piece I had not yet considered. When I put it on my wrist... I heard a chorus of angels sing directly into my ear. It just felt right. Moments later, without being prompted, my wife uttered the following words. It's beautiful. That's the one. Samuel will love that watch one day. Up to this date, we had spoken sparingly about our unborn child and his future because of all the pregnancy challenges we had experienced. Hearing my lovely wife speak those beautiful words about leaving our son, this sort of legacy, elicited what I could only refer to as a surreal sense of pride. I kissed her belly, then her forehead, and made my way to the register. Harry, let's close this deal on my son's future watch and make this a special day, shall we? That we did, and yes, it was. In the months following my son's birth, we received a bunch of amazing gifts from friends, family, and yes, even people from the watch fam. One gift in particular really stood out to me, which came from Theo and Harris. Actual name, Christian. Christian is an outspoken vintage watch buff who knows how to work an audience, especially when he's in front of a camera talking watches. He's a tremendously bright individual with a big heart, and he's a lot of fun to be around. In the weeks prior to D-Day, over a bunch of drinks at my man cave, he graciously offered to have his designers create a rendering of my exact watch reference, but with a twist. The date and time on the watch, imagine were set to my son's exact birthday. In addition to that, it included a personalized note from me that said the following. Audemars Piguet Royal Oak Chronograph to be gifted to Samuel once he becomes the man of substance I know he will be. The attention to detail and the thoughtfulness that went into making this gift was spectacular. The poster now sits within a gorgeous double matted frame and displayed prominently in my home. I envision one day sharing a drink with my son as we enthusiastically discuss the trials and tribulations of life perhaps in front of a beautiful roaring fireplace. I'll smile at him, kiss his forehead, just like I did the day I kissed his mother's as he still rested in her belly, and hand him one of two wrapped presents. The first will be the framed watch portrait, and the second will be his watch to celebrate him becoming the man I always knew he could be.
Before my dad, a rarely heartbroken or shaken man, even opened his 40th birthday gift from my mother, he started to tear. The moment he spotted the rich green Rolex box and began his minor breakdown, I realized how much more a simple watch could represent than the time. In retrospect, it was the trophy this dirt-poor kid from the East New York, Brooklyn, looked to for over 25 years, and I watched him open it. So no, I didn't fall in love with movements or the abstract of time. It was significance that grabbed me. At Theo and Harris.